0: welcome to Lift Your Legacy. My name is Jacob Rupp, father, husband, and rabbi, and each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you unlock your inner potential and create change that will impact the future. Thank you for listening, and let's get to it. I'm so excited to have today's guest actually, you know, for the first time in uh, welcoming my coach to meet my audience. Um, Gita Nadkarni is businesswoman, like, Mentor extraordinaire, uh, brilliant. She's been like on stage since she was three. Published an Ink Magazine, all, all of the all of the big stuff she did it. And the funny thing is, like, you you don't even notice that because she's such a present and uh, brilliant communicator. I know I'm saying this in 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 advance so that you know she'll she might uh, not not acknowledge it. But that's one of the things I want you to notice is her presence, her state of mind, her clarity. I worked with her for six. Plus months, I think. But the way that she's able to communicate her messaging and her her ability to really like like relate to people, I think is is very evident. And I'm very excited for you to learn from her the same way I have. And uh, with no further ado, thank you very much for joining me. Okay, I am super excited and only slightly nervous about this. I've uh, all of all friends, neighbors, relatives colleagues, they're all hearing about what I've dubbed my Rebbetson, which is like my female rabbi. I'm like, don't worry, she's not Jewish, uh, but not yet, not yet Jewish. Um, but an absolute game changer for my life, for my business, and someone who over the course of, I don't know, probably about half of a year has become a very, very close friend and mentor uh, for both myself and my wife. So I'm thrilled to have on the, the myth, the mystical legend, uh, Gita Nudkarni. Thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Jacob. I, 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 just, I just want to bottle you and carry you around. This is amazing. Well, so I, I'm that, discovering well, my whole, yeah, like so much of my philosophy is apparently Jewish, and I never knew. So this is, we, we, this is a huge you have win, a win for me. To also. Taking
0: credit for things that that we might or might not have done. Um. So, so Gita, like, so people are like, who, who is this lady, and like, how did you find her? And I said, I found her on Facebook, which sounds like super shady. But the interesting thing is somehow and not somehow, cause now I know it's a system. You are so dialed in. Like when I watched your so cheesy video, I was like, holy crap, this lady's nuts. And then I'm like, her energy is pretty good. Then I'm like, okay, I'll get on a call with her. And literally, literally I tell people like this, literally every single time you start talking about engagement with you, I just shut you up and give you my credit card number. And then I, some large chunk of money disappears from my bank account. So how did you develop this unbelievable skill of speaking to the soul and the mind and the heart of your ideal client? I got to know me. It's
1: no, there's no more art to it than that. I think that honestly, one of the earlier, the earliest, the very first hypnotherapy session that I had with David, who is now your mindset coach, he's still my mindset coach, he coaches um, our clients um, I was up on stage and I'm built for stage. I've been on stage since I was three, but there's always this push pull of, you know, performance, right? Performance requires a mask. It requires a certain energy. It's there's a certain, there's a certain level of authenticity and a certain level of artifice. And At least that's how I had previously understood it. And I had these goals, like when we had done this, like I was in a light trance and I was, the question we had sort of posed to my subconscious is like, what do you see as your future? Like, what is it that you want to do? And the vision that came from that, like the the image that came from that question was me standing on stage in front of an arena of, you know, 10,000 people. It was a huge arena, bigger than I'd ever, I've ever done in real life. And I remember standing on that stage and the feeling I had was, I, I was, I was telling them my truth, but I was not telling it in a way that I'd ever done before. I was not telling them my truth in a way of like, I don't care what you think. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm here. I'm going to tell my truth and the heck with you, right? Like whatever you think, that's your business. It wasn't that. It was, I love you enough to give you all of me. I love you enough to tell you my real truth, the real truth part of me that's like super vulnerable and raw and open and willing now, which maybe didn't used to be willing before. And I'm telling it to you in such a way that you can have it on your terms, which means you don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it. You're under zero obligation to like me because I have filled up that cup of mine is full. So now I'm so full that I can be with you in your truth and we can share truth. And I was like, I remember I was bawling in real life. Like when I felt that energy, it, 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 it was, it was all the things I was like, I will do anything to live like that. And that sort of started the journey of that led to impact with influence. So now when I write my messaging, I'm always trying to recreate that feeling. And I know that when I put myself out there, I'm a beacon for my people and I, and, you're my people. So that's why.
0: So I i, be, I was I was wanting to, to sort of dive into the history of, of how you built this, but I want to just pause that for two seconds and look at the, the two core ideas that the more that I do the work that you suggest, and the more that I speak to people that come from the world that I come from, which is the rabbinic coaching counseling world, the more I realize that is Impossible. Just like when you might watch a pro boxer or a pro f- sports player of any kind, you're like, oh, yeah, I could probably do that. And then they're like, you can't, you can't even pick up the ball. Right. So, so you mentioned two things. One is the ability to know yourself well enough and have forgiven and accepted yourself enough to actually say what's actually true. So knowing it and being comfortable to say it, that's one level of of greatness. And the second thing is knowing and giving yourself, like you said, permission. And this is something that I've like, like you've heard me die on calls with you on this thing. Give yourself permission to actually want what you want. So such a huge piece. How do you how do you do it? Like what's what's the secret there?
1: There is no secret, the practice is so simple that it's kind of mind boggling. It's available to all of us. The the secret, if anything, is, it's only a secret because I think people don't want to hear it. The secret is that it's a practice and it takes time. And those are truths that people typically don't want to hear. And so they don't hear them. And they're like, no, but tell me the real secret. Tell me the thing, the, the, the hidden thing, the, the button that I can press that will make them, you know, the reality will shift completely. And the fact of the matter is I've found that these kinds of profound shifts they're very quiet. I mean, sometimes you'll have this huge like whoosh epiphany, and you know, you'll 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 have this like big light go off, and that happens. It's not like it doesn't happen. It's happened to you, it happens it's happened to me, it happens all the time. But a lot of the actual transformation I find is very quiet. It's not showy. It's it's a it's a knowingness. It's kind of like it's almost like you don't notice when it happens. Like, you know how when you watch your kids grow, you, you don't notice that they're growing until one day the tank top that used to be a dress is now like the, like a midi top. And you're like, wait, what? Like, how did you get that tall? It's like that. I feel like th- this kind of transformation is like that. It's very quiet. You sometimes miss them. There is no real, there's no one moment. It's a series of moments that compound. And then suddenly you're on the other side of it. And you look back and you're like, whoa, cool. Like, And I, and you know, you make, I I love the way you talk about it. You make me sound like I'm this like totally evolved rabbinical person. I'm not, I'm just, I'm a real person. I have bad days, just like everybody. Um, I still get touchy with my kids when I haven't eaten breakfast. Like I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't feel alone in the work anymore. And I think that gives me a lot of courage. It gives me a lot of strength and it gives me a lot of staying power because I understand what I am plugged into it's infinite and it's for the highest good. And so there's no way for it to fail. Like there's there's a part of me that feels like success is inevitable. So if I trip, if I fall, if I bumble in the dark, it's no biggie. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean anything. It just means there's, I stumbled into something. Now the question is what do I do with the something? Do I, do I use it to beat myself up, or and you know take myself out of the game, or do I use the something as an opportunity? So one of my, my one of my affirmations that I kind of repeat to myself on the regular is, "I am determined to see." So um, what I realize is that the bigger your vision, the more your the more expansive your goals become, the bigger your ambition the less control you're going to have over the process and the more you're going to have to move in darkness. And what I mean by that is, um, and, I, and I cannot take credit for this gorgeous metaphor, it was actually one of our clients, Stephanie, um, who, who who said this, she articulated something that I've intuitively come across, but hadn't fully thought through until she put it in front of me, And she says, I used to have to see everything. Everything had to be a checklist. Everything had to be visible. Everything had to be finite and timelined and decided. And she's like, and what you've taught me to do, what apparently I've taught her to do is move in the darkness. And she's like, I don't have to see it yet to know it's there. I can move towards it in full faith and And I have goosebumps because that's exactly what this life feels like now. That's what it feels like now is I'm moving towards something and it's looking for me as much as I'm looking for it. So it's, it's inevitable. Like we're going to meet each other. The the money that's on the table, if it's my money, it will be there waiting for me and it will compound in the meantime. So I don't need to rush. There's no scarcity. It's all good. It's a great place to build something from.
0: I wanted to ask though, because the truth is, and I was, I was almost I was almost joking about this but I, but i'm not, I'm not joking about it at all as um, as you know ca- kind of straight narrow college educated people you know that the idea is so and again it's ironic because I am myself a religious Jew and I work with a lot of like religious Jewish leaders how that line is again, I could read that out of the multitude of spiritual texts that we have. But then I was talking to a client yesterday who both of us know, and she was saying like, oh, but like, where is the line between, because we were talking about like investing in your program and she brought up like, but where's the line between like responsibility and like trusting yourself? And I'm like, the fact that you're asking that question shows that you are so far on the line of out of your zone of genius because you can't step into anything yet. and. I'm curious how, how would a person, again, and, and, and for so many of us are like our walls of thinking are so just like di- dug into us. So when, when things come up, like for her, it was like, oh my God, how do I step into this bigger role? Or when it was like me quitting my job or buying my dream car, which is coming and, and not coming because I haven't bought it. I did buy it. It's just not here yet. Cause it's like, so I'm just, so excited yeah, for you. Thank you. Thank you. And that was, again, for me, it was like a very dark, scary thing. It's like, well, I, could afford it technically, but like, am I going to allow myself or this fear that people have about the bottom dropping out and like, but but hang tight,
1: but hang tight. The car, the car is probably the perfect metaphor for this. Most people, when they're worried about stepping into something, there is, There's a story that that is hidden under the surface. So they don't know what the inhibitor is to stepping into it. Their conscious mind is like, well, heck, of course I want this. Just like you absolutely wanted this car. It's a childhood dream. This is what you have always craved. This is the marker of success, yada, yada. You know, for some people, it's a revenue goal. For some people, it's a freedom goal. It's like buying a beach house, like whatever it is. But our subconsciously, there is a feeling, and I really think it is a feeling, it is a sense that whatever we will have to pay to have this payoff is too much. There is something we're going to lose that far outweighs the gain, right? And most of us has absolutely no idea what we actually fear in conjunction with what we crave. And so the practice that I get you to do and then I get all our clients to do is the want journal, right? So we, we, we create a safe place, a sandbox, if you will. It's pen and paper, people. Like this is available to everybody. You don't need anything fancy. And you ask yourself a series of questions every single day and you give yourself time. Most of us, whatever it is you think you're running towards, what you actually want is time you want freedom you want space you want expansiveness so give yourself that in the present it is available to all of us no matter how many children you have no matter how early they wake up there's a way to set those like you may have to work to set those boundaries around this time I have sacred time my whole family knows don't bug mama during sacred time if that journal's open don't talk to her right like that's the way it works so it's you have to get in touch with wanting what you want. And then we have the clarificator, which is a process, a tool that I invented for myself,
0: really, to get to the root of my I own craft. That for free for everybody. It's so fun. Like, I do a lot that. of work for this. You get it.
1: Yeah, right. Like use the clarificator. I made it available and I encourage our clients. I was like, as long as you credit me and just like say that this is where you got it from, put it in your programs, put it out in the world. I want as many people as possible to have it because it absolutely changed my life. And it, because it helped me know my own deal for you, Jacob, let's coming back to the car, right? You had a story buried under the wanting of the car that if I were to get this car, I won't say it. If you don't want to say it, like, it's your story. Yeah. But like, right. When you had, you had a parent who got his dream car and getting the dream car, of course it had nothing to do with the car, but the way that he, created that situation and the way that he moved through that situation, getting the car broke up his marriage. And so deep down in your subconscious dream car equals tremendous unbearable loss right like it means that you're going to break up your family it means that you're going to lose people that you love and de- i yes. mean the
0: interesting thing was also i'm sorry to cut you out because this no. is going to cut you off but i think that that's also really fascinating is that when we go back and examine a lot of these childhood stories i read in uh you you and i are both uh, deep disciples of gay hendrix in his book yes. conscious luck he yes. has this thing where you write down that was then and this is now and then you have to tap that was then and then you have to tap this now. So I'm like thinking about, you know, we all have these like negative beliefs around, I'm too fat, I'm unlovable, I'm never gonna have enough money. And you realize like that was imprinted sometimes in your own life or even by earlier generations. And that crazy thing was, I think even just now, this, you just said it, it's like my dad spent the money on the Porsche when Porsche, right? Spent the money on the Porsche, everyone with the Porsche like makes that clarification and uh, whatever. Um, Thank you
1: for, I would of, not have known. I ride Jones. a bicycle. Like, my dream car
0: is an odyssey. <laughs> That terrified me, like, oh my god, who is this woman? But, um, anyway, (laughs) but, but, but the idea was that my dad took an inheritance, which by definition was a fixed amount of money, right? He didn't invest, he didn't grow it, he just took this fixed amount and then blew it on the car at the expense of his family. And so, the fact that I could make as much money to buy the car next month, also, or maybe not in one month, but two months, maybe, yeah, that itself, I didn't even pick up that, like, that was then. And this is now and letting yourself step into that. And just, again, this idea of like, I can't tell you, I don't know if you have this, but like, maybe it's just my clients. But I ask my clients who are trying to build a coaching practice, like, what do you want? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, how much money do you want to make? They're like, it would be nice to be able, I'm like, to pay my bills. I'm like, slow down. You think that what's gonna motivate you is just not going more and more in the hole every single month. They're like, well, they don't give themselves this permission, what would it be like? What would it feel like? 100%. Yeah, I, yes, yes. I, it, it is, but, but this is exactly what
1: holds us back, right? This is what holds us back because we don't have enough, the, the goal, the future isn't big enough to then feed us because we are nourished by the vision. If the vision is mere survival, then how much energy does that actually give you in the present to overcome all the crap you have to overcome to get anywhere near the vision? not a whole heck of a lot but if the vision is genuinely and i don't mean grandiose i don't mean that it doesn't have to be like a billion dollars or whatever like it doesn't have to be anything that maybe is meaningful to other people it has to be something that lights you up like that literally you feel electrified in your body and if you don't feel that yet it's because you haven't found it in which case you need to get a journal and you need to get a pen people and you need to sit down and want what you want and practice that because we've been taught and a lot of, you know, a lot of religions, I'm sure this is true in Judaism or it depends on how it's practiced and who you learned it from, right? There is an in, a, a built in inhibition built into most structured religious ways of thinking, which is you can't be trusted. If you were given actual freedom, you would totally screw it up.
0: I don't know if I told you this, literally, literally I spoke to, a, I'm, a, 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 we're going to get into this also, a, a PATH post is coming about this guy. This guy is a, a, a deeply educated leader of hundreds of people, I have actually now three people that come to mind. And literally I said, what do you want? Cause people know, I mean, just candidly, like I'll take a guy that's a rabbi or a, you know, a, a, pr- a pastor a clergy, therapist, whatever you want, and I will build them so you don't have to like, you know, survive off your six-figure income if, if they're making six figures, which they're probably not, right? And I'll say, look, I can get you 10 extra grand a month in coaching, 20 extra grand a month. I'll scale them up to 20, 30, you know, 20, 10, 20, 30 grand. Then the idea would be to pass them to you so that you can, like you do with my business, expand it, pass the, you know, whatever. Well, you, maybe you'll yeah. think about that, but like, yeah. but- you know i'm asking them like what would it what would it be like for you and literally they told me this guy literally told me it 2 days ago he said anything i want i know is just a reflection of my darker side so i i can't allow myself permission that's why like, how do you how do you inspire people how does that work that's like a travesty tragedy for him tragedy for the students
1: yes yes that? but it it it's the fact that he can see it now, the fact that he was able to articulate it, and the fact that he has someone like you in his life to pull it out of him, he manifested that, which means he may be, and may, may, maybe not, he may be ready to examine that and release it. Because the biggest fallacy, think about it, right? If God did create you, you can't have it both ways, people. If God created you, then either he screwed up and made you broken, which
0: doesn't make sense, or you're perfect and
1: you've misunderstood. which makes more
0: sense right but i think that that's that part of allowing that part of allowing i think is so it's terrifying we've been taught to fear it
1: we've been taught to fear we're programmed to fear it and you know even jacob in the way that you described your father he had an inheritance a fixed sum of money and then he blew it those were your exact words i pick up on nuances like this on a porsche Right. He blew it and then he he didn't feed his family. He didn't invest it. He he like you. I don't remember exactly if you said he took it away from his family or he just like messed it up or something. But that's one way to look at it. It so because it was seen that way and perhaps he saw it that way. That is what happened right? He expected that, like that deep down. And I I mean, not consciously, consciously, he was like, I'm going to get a car. It's going to be so cool. I'm going to drive around feel so good. But deep down, he was like, if I get this car, it shows that I'm just a greedy bug, you know, greedy bugger. And and there's something wrong with me. And I'm not the provider that I really should be. There's a should there as well. Um, And so, it could have also played out like he used this inheritance and he gave his being an upgrade of which the Porsche was merely a physical manifestation. Now he gets into that car and he steps into this new identity. And he's like, I am going to make back that inheritance times 10. I am going to feed not just my family, but a whole bunch of other families in the work that I do. That is a complete, that was also on the table. He just didn't see it. That's always on the table. That's what we forget.
0: Can I can I share? There's this beautiful uh, story in the in the Talmud that talks about that when when wicked people die, they see the thing that held them back from their dreams as a little hair, and when righteous people die, they see the things that held them back as a mountain, and they cry because like I can't believe I got over that. And the crazy thing is, I didn't even pick that piece up with my own baggage around cars, which is that like. I looked at that car even still as, as a useless indulgence. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing because when I'm talking to friends of mine, I had an experience and I was talking about the car I bought and they're like, oh, that's such an unwise investment. I still drive my 1993 car, I'm like, cool. And again, I don't care if you're happy with what you have, great. But like, I wouldn't be happy to, I wouldn't be happy in a 2018 car. I, I got rid of my 2018 car so that I could get this upgrade. Uh, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna pause on that. I wanna ask you this question we're in kind of this crazy environment where you and myself and I, and I give a lot of, not that you're looking for, but I give a lot of my expansion credit to you. Um, We're talking to people who are in the helping profession. We're talking to again, rabbis, clergy, people, therapists, people who have been, you know, again, going back college educated and they have a comfortable, you know, golden handcuff salary where, Oh my gosh, I got really lucky with my six figure job. And I'm going to swoop in and I'm going to tell them, um, you know what, that six-year job's actually not that much money, and you know that because you're broke, um, and it, you actually don't like your boss, and you actually don't like your position, and really the whole company and the whole organization is handcuffing you, and you feel bad saying it because you feel like you owe them a lot because you don't believe in yourself so much. Um, and then I say, so... I'm going to put this in your court. Literally, I can show you the text. I sent a guy, I said, a a, a client of mine just made 20 grand this month. Are you ready to do it? And and he was like, okay, I'm in. What, what, What do you got? So the question would be like two things. Can anybody do this? Who are the right people who want to like raise their hand and say, I can actually create more value for myself and for the people that I want to serve by becoming a coach. And the second thing I want to ask is, um, do you find one of the biggest challenges I find is that thanks to people like you and people like me, a lot of people are out there putting their lives out on on social media and everyone's like, oh, I can't, I don't wanna, you know, I'm too good to do that. So how do you massage and explain who's right for this? And what do you do when you think to yourself, I can't believe I'm also gonna become a coach?
1: Mm, Interesting. So there's a bunch of different questions here. So here's what I've heard you ask me. One is, one is a question of worthiness. And trust me, I was that person. I used to work in television. I had my face on a billboard. I had a life-size cutout of me in my producer's office. Like, <laughs> I remember thinking, I remember when I first walked into the screen test, I was like, I, I, I saw a picture of a very famous anchor, and it was a life-size cutout of him, and it was in his box in his office. And I was like, man, you know you have arrived when you have a life-size cutout of yourself in your producer's office. And then that happened to me and I was like, whoa, I have arrived. I was like, wow, this is weird. I feel exactly the same. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Like, so, so, and but I remember when I got to the end of that cycle of expand for me, getting to that place was expansion. It taught me a whole bunch of amazing skill sets that I use to this day. It was an incredible upgrade. And then it, it, like. It it ended, the cycle ended, right? My purpose expanded past it. And I remember sitting there thinking, what is wrong with me? I have a really great salary. I have crazy health benefits. Like people love me on camera. Like I have everything that anybody could possibly want. And I don't give a rat's ass. Like I literally could not care less. I want something real, but I don't know what that is. And I didn't know what it was. I did know that I wanted to make a difference. And I did know that I was getting increasingly disenfranchised with news media and like the fear and adrenaline and scarcity and all this other crap. And I was like, I want, I don't want to be a part of this. This is not what my life's essence is for, but I'm like, but do I dare walk away from this? And then I remember trying to do what one of my family members has done, which is her whole thing is I make money at work and that fuels my passions, which are outside of work. I am not such a complex creature. I have a speed, I have two speeds. I have out cold and very fast. Like that's fucking, that's all I do. So for me, I I don't have room for all this complexity. I'm like, no man, I need to do the thing that I love at all times. Otherwise I can't do it. I'm off or I'm on, it, that's it. And so I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. And then I was like, I hope I get laid off. <laughs> but I, and I manifested getting laid off, which was amazing. Um, so I've been that person, so I can tell you what, you know, I talk about the continuum, right? And the way I look at it is like, think of this as the sweet spot. This is Nirvana, where you're like evolved and you're really, you're living every minute of every day in full purpose and you're serving and you're, you're, that's where you want to go. This is hell. This is where you're a victim. You're in in handcuffs. You bitch and complain, but you don't do anything about it. You're very attached to the pain. So right here is where you're really attached to the pain. This is the sweet spot where you've had enough of your own crap and you're ready. You're ready for a transformation. Here's what's important. To be in the sweet spot, you have to be able to see nirvana. Because if pain creates urgency, it's possibility that gives you permission to jump. It's when I started to really see possibility. Yeah. That's when I was like, I don't care what the stakes are, I don't care what the risk is, I'm doing this. If I die trying, it will be worth it.
0: So it's so what you're saying is that in a lot of ways. If you can't see yourself stepping into this role, it's because it's already a symptom that you're so mired in your own junk that you can't you can't get out. Correct. But it could be as simple, and this is always what I tell all of my. Again, I work with very overeducated, overstable people, and all their you know they're all oh, well. I can't, and it's and it's like, hey, jerk, get out there and sell yourself one time, as opposed to taking a salary. Get one person to actually pay you for what you're delivering, which most people don't do because it's all like you know, um, it's all because like, this. Fear of
1: rejection because we're- it's because it's attached. And this is why this is why we got to get the clarificator to those people. Now, if you can lead a horse to water, right, whether they use it or not, that's on them. But there is a tool that I've created that will help you see the story that is holding you back. It is it, it reveals to you what the fear, the true fear is. If you would actually be successful, if you would have blow past your wildest dreams right now what do you think will happen what's the bad thing that you think will happen because we all have it and it evolves over time like i still have it like i i'm like to think I'm pretty clued in and I'm fairly evolved and whatnot but I still have this this is just, it's a glitch in human consciousness it is the thing that we're cleansing from the collective this is the work right so I've stopped looking at it as oh God like what is wrong with me like I still believe this crap I'm like oh cool new set of beliefs to work on if I clean this out of myself then I get to pass this on and, and and pay it forward to everybody else this is the work. This is why I get paid. So I don't get mad when I find crap in my consciousness anymore. Cause I'm like that crap, it's, 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 it's gold. And I have, you know, a million dollars in the bank to prove it. So, so that, so what I would invite those people, if you're, if you're listening and you're one of those people, that's like, wow, are you kidding me? Like, it's very triggering to hear that the thing that you suffer from is a choice. It's very triggering because then you have to take responsibility for making a different choice which requires you to take an action that's probably gonna scare the pants off you. So most likely some people are just clicking off right now and being like, who is this woman? And blah, bye, right? And that's fine. Um, But if your interest is peaked, that means that you might be getting close to that sweet spot. You might be getting to that place where you need to, you're beginning to see the glimmers of possibility on the other side. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm seeing on the other side of this matrix and I wait, this is available to me. Now you're going to have to expand your worthiness, which is where A, do the clarificator to understand what your inhibitors are. If you know what your inhibitors are, it gives you, it doesn't just help you see what the problem is. It also gives you steps for how to mitigate the problem. So just so you understand, it's not just that. Then you, then on a daily basis, you're going to do what I get Jacob to do and Julie, which is to do your want practice. So you're going to practice wanting what you want and understanding. So the, the the really powerful part of this practice, which I don't know if you want me to talk about what it is, we can if you like.
0: Yes. Wait. Can, can you remember that? Because I just wanted to go back. Sure. On yes. I, I I I also see in my over overcompensated and overstabilized uh, other people that I'll see because I, I have the opportunity to work with a lot of very high level executive. Uh, again, they're entrepreneurs. They not they're not guys that like like live in corporate America, but they, they, they saw the dream, they built the dream. And now I I see this beautiful convergence of, you know, they're late forties, early fifties or, or, or above. And they're sort of looking down like, okay, what's my next step. And they're so good at selling a product, but I always know they're the thing that needs to be sold because the development that they've gone through to become the kind of leader Mm -hmm. that they want to be, I'm like, that's what you have to bottle and sell. And that's that same thing goes back to worthiness is, okay, I know I could sell a product or service to the tune of making something that makes me millions of dollars a year, but am I worthy of being the product or service? And I think that's also something that requires that expansiveness, like you said, to go out there. And I think a lot of people want to be the kind of leader that can go out and inspire people, but a lot of people are hiding behind, this is my product, this is my offering, this is my service. Yes. It's a service. It's not me. So yes. talk to me about the process of wanting of and expanding. That
1: again, it has to do with a higher purpose, right? Those people, again, they will have, they chose that part, just like I chose television and you know, the universe sent it to me. I chose it. I was like, yes, I want this. And then I, I used it. And then I came to the end of that cycle. They may be entering the end of that cycle where they're like, okay, I'm no longer on my growth edge. I know this job now. I understand how to make this work. Um, it works, this is great. Nothing wrong with, it. it's not a mistake or anything. It's, it's, it's the right thing. That was the vehicle that got you there. So it's kind of like driving to the airport in a car. You don't fly to the airport, you drive to the airport and then you get in a plane. It doesn't make the car wrong because the plane goes faster or goes higher or does a different function. So the judgment is the problem. Like I find that oftentimes that's the problem. It's like you you fall on your face and you're like, oh man, this this confirms this thing that I believe about myself, that I hate about myself. That's the issue. It's the story that happens after the trauma or the, the fall or the whatever. If you didn't have that story, look at all the people that you're truly inspired by. Those are the people that fall constantly on their face, get back up and keep smiling and somehow make the fall fun for themselves and for other people. And you're like, how the frick do you do that? I want that. If you can do that, people will buy that forever, for any amount. It is the real thing that I think all humans crave because it is freedom. That is freedom. Freedom to be able to do anything and be loved anyway. Freedom to be able to have fun no matter what. Like that's free. That's freedom. That's freedom bigger than money, right? So. So I think that your people, they're ending, they're, they're ending their phase of like, I know how to be a CEO now. I'm no longer at my growth edge. These people, especially, I would think need to be at their growth edge to feel vital, to feel valuable in this world. And it's terrifying to think, okay, now I'm going to be some kind of rabbi to people. I'm going to be some kind of leader
0: to people like who... Who am I worthy am I? to lead? Who am I? That's, I get I am just, I? It's, it's really kind of, that it, it was the craziest thing. He's he built a company from the ground to like astronomic levels, and his and his biggest pain was that he was so overly compensated compared to the people in his company who are themselves are all phenomenally well compensated, all because of this vision he has. And then after like it's been like months of working together, but finally, finally, he gets this point where he's like you know what, maybe it's not just I can teach people how to build this specific business, but I can also just sort of teach people how to become someone that can build any kind of business. Any business. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes, <laughs> right? exactly.
1: And, and the thing about that is, I think we have a real distrust of ease, okay? And it's funny because we crave it because we're mammals, right? We crave ease, we crave comfort physically. That's what we want, but we distrust it. Because, and I'll tell you, this is my own story. I distrusted ease for the longest time because I was like, well, if I do the easy thing, then that would mean that I'm, that I have no, like, I won't develop character anymore. I will lose my edge. I will not, I I will basically not be able to respect myself. I will become like some kind of slob that I don't respect. And it's not like that. So there's so many nuances to this. What I find is (laughs) people, when you're a high achiever, you already have a fair bit of drive, okay? And even if you don't consider yourself very driven, trust me, for the longest time, I thought that I was super lazy. And I was like, and, and I would tell this to David all the time, I would tell this to Pat, my husband, uh, Adriana, one of my really close friends. And she was like, dude, do you even know yourself? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like I have to keep a very sharp eye on myself or I would literally sit on the couch and do Jack. This is all from like me being very controlling of my impulses. And David's like, no, 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 you've misunderstood. And I had, I had misunderstood because what's beautiful about the one practice is it helps you really understand what you want. And when you know the real thing, so this brings us back to the the thing that I'd opened up earlier, which is what is the one practice? Every day, your commitment is just one a day. So it's not intimidating. You can do it in under 30 seconds. You could literally be exhausted, go to bed. This has happened to me and be like, oh, frick, I didn't do it. Fuck. Then you get out of bed and you go over and you write one thing. You can do this, I can do this, you can do this, anyone can do this, okay? But the real trick is you write the thing and you say, I want X, Y, Z because I want to feel whatever that is. That's the real magic of this, of this practice. It's not the thing that you want, that's just the vehicle. That's just the box that it comes in. The real thing that you want is whatever's at the end of the I want to feel sentence. And you'll notice sometimes you'll write something that you want and then you'll struggle with what the heck is it that I actually wanna feel like? What does this represent? And what I've realized is the clearer I get, the more connected I get to what's at the end of the what I want to feel, the more I'm able to go in the go forward in the dark, right? I'm running on pure, and I'm blindfolded, and I'm running on intuition, and I'm still not stumbling because I can feel it. I can so when something comes into my life that makes me feel that way, it may look very different from what I described and what I want. Sometimes it's completely different. It's a totally different vehicle, different flavor, different vertical, different something but I'll know, I'll just know that it's the thing and I'll have permission to say yes. And it's beautiful. And sometimes I'll have the thing that I thought I wanted and I'm like, whoa, this does not feel good at all. This does not feel like the thing. It doesn't feel like that. So then I'm like, okay, no, this is not the real thing. I don't want this. So it has taught me what I call discernment. I'm using my body. I'm using my entire entire human experience, not just my brain, not just my mind, but my physical sensations to guide me to what, I, what I've what i been put on this earth to do, which might be different from someone else, right? And my purpose, like, ultimately, we're doing the same work, but we come at it in different, from different angles, in different flavors, in different vehicles. And so this has really opened up permission to not compare myself to others, to not feel compelled to take on what others want of me, to not live my life according to someone's agenda, to not set timelines to beat myself up. I can set like timelines as kind of rails, just like along the highway, just to keep me kind of in track. And then it just, everything gets easier. And what I've realized is if you're willing to let ease, this kind of ease into your life, then you get to choose the hard. And like a good example of this would be, if you don't have a lot of decision fatigue from beating yourself up constantly about, ah, oh, did I do the right thing? Did I, blah, what no? Like, if you're not doing that to yourself, all of that energy is now yours, right? You have it. You can create something with it. You can pour it into creation, or you can take that same energy and go and do a really high intensity workout. That workout is hard, right? It's, you're like, huh? you know, heart rate's at 197. You're like, I'm going to die. This feels awful. But underneath the awful, if you're actually clued into, if you're actually present for all the sensations, there's an awfulness from the lactic acid buildup and all that. But there's also a joy and an exhilaration and a strength feeling to it. That's what I mean. If you can always, then you know it's the right thing. And if that is missing, then you know it's not the right workout or you picked the wrong day to do that workout. Does any any of this make sense? Like these nuances are what I live for. Because they're my guide.
0: I, I wanted to, I wanted to allow a little bit of, of time for you to discuss if you could, Again, someone asked me was it yesterday, or a couple of they were like, Oh, so like, how's your how's your business going after you, you know, join this, this, uh, this, this big course, and I'm like well I don't know. Like, you know, about, about two years ago, I was $50,000 in credit card debt. I just bought my house. I don't know if this is my car. You know, I'm like, I'm doing the work I want. I love what I do every day and I'm making more money in a month. than I was making in in a year uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, And I, I give, and I'm, and I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not just, you know, putting this on if I, if I didn't believe it, like I give the credit to you and the credit to the, to the, the, the vessel and the vehicle that you've built um which was your course impact influence and the team that you as, uh, as assembled and to you of course as the as the uh, the great mastermind so maybe if you could tell again i'm in the coaching industry i know 99.9 percent of it is a waste of money and smoke and mirrors and just helps broken people make get go broke trying to break other people um well we should we should patent that one um so like <laughs> I I think that when, when again, personally, who, what do I know as just besides someone that spent thousands of dollars on, on different courses before, um, as someone who's built the course, what makes your course different and who is it for?
1: Whoa. Um, the course, I don't even know. So, my, my, again, I'm a, like, I, I tell you, I'm really binary and I'm super simple. So my filter for everything that I do for the people that I hire for the, the way that we run things, the decisions that we make on the daily, my, my simple filter is would I buy this? Right? So I, when I built impact with influence, I needed to build something that i would buy that i would be happy to spend tens of thousands of dollars on and feel like i got my money's worth and then some right like that's it it's just that's the simple fact like you look at all my messaging you look at the videos that we make it's like would gita buy it? like this is my filter would i buy and if the answer is no it's not there yet or we trash it no big deal no big deal my, my ideas have ideas i have no trouble with i have no problems with ideation so so what makes us different um is and I'm sure there are others who do this out there I have no idea I I I cannot believe I cannot believe that I am the one person who has figured something like this out this belongs to everybody but what makes the program different from most kind of online programs coaching uh courses or whatever it is out there is that it's a hybrid it is I, I don't, I'm like, I don't like to choose. Um, my One of my philosophies in life is both and, yes and, right? So I looked at what, I practiced the same dissonance. like, what specifically do I not like about groups and what do I love about groups? What specifically do I not like about one-on-one and what do I love about one-on-one? What specifically do I like about mindset work and what do I not like? And I asked myself all these questions and I discerned my own preferences around these things. I love, I think mindset is everything, right? The way you see something determines the path that you take. It determines the, the experience that you have. The same thing can happen to three different people and they will have three completely different experiences from the same incident because of the way that they think. So mindset is everything. But a lot of the mindset that I see out there under the word mindset is like rah, rah fake positivity, which has its use but it's limited because it only uses one aspect of your being and you're leaving the rest of your power in the dark and you and 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 you're judging it on top of everything so not only are you cutting yourself off from it but you're like burying it and it always comes out to haunt you because it really does so so what we do in our program is we invite in all parts of you the parts of you that you hate the parts of you that you feel and I know to do this work because it is exactly the work that I've done myself. So I challenge somebody to bring me something I haven't seen before because I I want it. I want it. I want to be on my growth edge. What, what I think makes us different and the people that we are best suited to work with are coaches who they're like if you're looking to create an online course because you've heard that you can make passive income because you're in a nine you're in some kind of like dollars per hour thing and you're like hey man this is scalable and you build it once and you know get paid a hundred times if that's you we're not for you I'm gonna drive you crazy okay and you're not gonna get past the gates anyway but but even if you did I would drive you crazy because what this is about is you want. If you want to build your own vehicle that gives you permission on the daily to do this work that develops and evolves you. That's how I see this business. Is This business is my spiritual practice. It isn't one and the same. These are not separate pieces anymore. All of me has come home. This is where we live, right? This is where we live. So if you wanna work with, I believe that the, the clients that we screen for is, are you wanting to build a business for some earlier version of you. So again, come back to the continuum. You might be here. You're building a, 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 this program, your program for yourself. So at some point in the future, you'd have told yourself to go fuck right off and not made the investment. But at some point in the in the past, at some point in the past, I meant not future. And some point in the past, you would have been in that sweet spot where you're like, I'm done. I'm done with this reality. I want out, help me. I know what I want now. I just need to know how. Right, that to me is the sweet spot. So I only work with people that want to help earlier versions of themselves have the same breakthrough that they've experienced. And I'll tell you why it's so juicy and why you will always be paid handsomely and you will always have expansion available to you. Because the reason we're drawn to this work is because healing others is a way of healing self. When you experience somebody else having the same breakthrough that you had, you re-experience the breakthrough, except you're already different. So now the breakthrough is a little bit different for you. It gets deeper, it gets more nuanced, it gets juicier. It never gets old because you're always healing the same core wounds anyway. Now that person is like, they give you a reflection and it's an, it's, it's an aspect that you had never considered before. And that's like, Whoa, now you understand your work better. It makes you a better coach. Now you're like, look at how fired, now you're fired up. You're like, Oh God, I can't wait to tell this to the next person. Right. And then you bring this expansion to every life that you touch your team the people that you deal with, the folks in your free group, like it doesn't matter. It's available to us all. And because it's constantly being mirrored back and it's constantly nourishing you, what I see is like, you're you're basically a channel now. That's why I feel like it's so spiritual. You're, you're channeling this energy. It moves through you, cleanses you, heals you, moves forward, heals the next person. And then it moves forward and heals the next person. And you're doing your bit to kind of help humanity evolve, which sounds really kind of,
0: a lot it's not it's it's but it' real I, that's what it is I know I thought I thought about that today as like I, I remember when I was like trying to get out of like my my rabbi area and I remember like trying to go to all of the all of the um and I was trying to be investment banker and and whatever it was and like i I love helping people live better lives. And I just think of like, God, I would have given anything for this kind of program. And I see this guy, there's a guy I'm thinking about right now. He's like super charismatic, but like his wife's not into him spending the money. And he's like, always oh, out there inspiring people. But it's like, you're holding yourself back. And if only you were able, able to allow yourself to, to have this, it, it's yours. So I'm, I'm so excited and inspired by that in, in the short moments we have left, tell people how do they find out about you, how do they find the program, etc.
1: Um, so I mean if you want to know about me, talk to Jacob because that's true. Yeah. yeah can I'm, not, I'm pro- I cannot pay somebody to speak of me the way that he does. This, this is amazing. Uh seriously, no, it's mad gratitude. Um I'm pretty easy to find on the internet. you probably not be able to remember or spell my name and that's okay I'm not offended um so go to impactwithinfluence.com that would be a great place to start impactwithinfluence.com if you're on Instagram I'm at life with Geeta and I'm Geeta with two e's so g-e-e-t-a so life with Geeta and I'm on Facebook so I'm Geeta Nadkarni uh pretty easy to find and again Jacob knows where
0: I live so just ask him All right, Gita, thank you so much for the time. It was awesome speaking with you. Thank you. There you have it, folks, another inspiring episode. If you enjoyed this, I ask you to please share this with your friends and to like us over on Rabbi Rupp through Facebook or on YouTube. And the more that we're able to get these important messages out, the more that we can really make an impact in the world. So I encourage you, please, to stay tuned. Uh, We have a ton of amazing speakers coming up and also to tell your friends about it. Thank you very much.